for Hijaz. Halal home loans and investments with Hijaz. Australia versus Pakistan on SEN Test Cricket. It's Foley's edging and he's out. He's caught it second slip. Shafiq's gone second ball. Same faces up. He's edging and he's caught by Carey. It's a duck to start a test career for Saeem Ayub. This is bowling to him. He's edging and he's out into the gloves of Carey. And the Australians are running through Pakistan on the opening morning in Sydney. Another Pakistani player caught in the trap. Straight to Mitchell Stark at fine leg. A five for Pat Cummins, three on the drop for the captain, Warner, leading Kawaja out to the middle. The Pakistanis waiting for him for a guard of honour. Sajid's first ball with a two to Warner. Off the mark, first ball with a boundary. It has oh. just gone over the top of the bales. <laughs> My word. He will bat on day two with the SCG. It's been an incredible build-up for, for him this week and you know, one of our key themes for the week has been making sure we send him off with hopefully a win, but um, I guess most importantly for him to enjoy his last five days as, as a test cricketer. A hair's breadth from disaster at day's end for Dave Warner, but he survived and now day two is the stage this whole test is set for. How big might he go for his final act? delivers here to Rizwan, who slips the gully, swings across the line, down to deep backward square, and clears Mitchell Stark for six. Rizwan's on 49, make it 50 as he clouts it past Warner at backward square. He bangs it to the boundaries. Wood is striving to wrap this up. He bowls, and Jamal pulls him out into the deep, and he's found the gap and carried the distance. Jamal dances through mid-wicket. It goes towards the rope for four more. I'm mystified by what's going on here. It's quite weird because Australia are far, far better than this with logical, orthodox cricket. Australia have been sucked in here. The short ball tactics worked, but then these two have applied themselves, and this has been a, a superb partnership. Line bowls reverse sweeping. Jamal oh, wow. whacks that. Jamal on the advance. Down the ground he goes. He got it right out of the beat. Over deep mid-wicket, and it's taken. Jamal has done so much right, but it is complete. I was ready. Mentally, I was ready because my position and my number is that where they wanted to ball every ball bounces to get us as much as quickly they can. And uh, I know the ball was just a bit soft on as well. Uh, but when you made up your mind to play those pull shots, you can play them. Plucky Pakistan again muster the fight from a position that was precarious. The 10th wicket stand, a rare feat for a touring team that came with plenty of questions about the Australian tactics employed. Josh Hazelwood joins us. It's one of the most disturbing developments we've seen in cricket. To see a board back a domestic franchise T20 league, most of which it's sold offshore, is really disappointing. We've got such a proud record in sport against South Africa. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth, to be perfectly honest. I don't think it's in a, as dramatic decline as sometimes it, it gets spoken about. But uh, yeah, I think there is an issue. Absolutely, test cricket is something that we all have to protect and give importance to. And the state of test cricket is the hotbed debate. What is the future for the most cherished form of the game? And what is Australia's place and responsibility in that? Nick Hockley is with us. This is SEM Test Cricket. Live across Australia and around the world, Welcome to SEN Test Cricket. Pakistan all out 313, Australia none for six as play sets up for day two at the SCG. SEN Test Cricket for Host Plus and Henley Holmes build with confidence. It was an excellent day's cricket, but it was nowhere near the most eventful day of Test Cricket internationally. 
yesterday. That was in South Africa, and it's inescapable that we will stray there as we work our way through our day. Jared Waitley with you. Simon Kadich is alongside me. Hello to your cats. Good morning, Jared. Flem and all our listeners. Damien Fleming, good morning. Yeah, Caddo, Jared, listeners. Can we just... overnight? Oh, was there ever. Let's just start with what didn't happen, shall we? Imagine if that ball, penultimate ball of the day's play, that squirts out the back of Dave Warner drops on the bale and removes. And Warner was out oh. in his farewell test, having to face six balls at the end of the day. Could you have imagined the anticlimax? The crowd today would be a lot less, that's for sure. <laughs> I reckon I'd be very surprised if it's not a full house here today wanting to see David Warner potentially bat for the last time in Test cricket because if Australia bat well on this SCG wicket like they should do, then they might only bat once. Yes, yeah, certainly so. And you can see there was hints on day one that um, you, you don't want to be chasing a short, small total on, on day four and day five here, that inconsistent bounce. There's already turn. I imagine there's just going to be reverse swing unless we, we get a bit of rain. But um, that was so close, Jared, isn't it? Like, why, why doesn't it hit the stumps? You know, what, why does it go over? It's you know, almost like the fates intervened. Um, and, and I think it was a back that um, the cricket god said, no, good on you. You've gone out there and faced the first ball. We'll, we'll look after you here. <laughs> Let's hope they look after him today. I did, so there were all sorts of possibilities when you have to face one over at the end of the day. I did love the fact that Warner went, no, no, I'm just going out yeah. to face it. And Kawaja came with him. But the, there was, it seemed to... It was agonising um, the change of innings because we saw Nathan Lyon run off, didn't we? So like just, Pakistan didn't know what to They were always going to do the guard of honour, but then they weren't sure if he was coming out. That's right. They were waiting to see it whether it was like it Lyon took an hour for me. It was gut-wrenching <laughs> stuff. That added to it, didn't it? Incredible theatre at the end of the day. Just incredible. No, it was. And I think we're going to have plenty today. I mean, David Warner came into international cricket all guns blazing. And knowing his character and personality and the fact that there should be a big crowd here today yeah. to watch, I think he's going to try and put on a show. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him score 100 in a session yeah. if he gets going. I think he'll put the, the foot to the floor and, and have a crack. Yeah, because yeah, I'm assuming they've got, they've got to uh, go with the quicks. You know, Hamza needs the new ball, uh, and he's very skillful with it. But if it's not going to swing, we saw it was pretty... Even though there was a little bit of inconsistent bounce, it was quite placid. So if you if you aren't nailing a good line and length, you know... And Warner can hit you off that, can't you? And, and you're on the defensive. So, you know, it's not, it's not a potent Pakistan attack. Really, Jamal's... He did wonders with the bat, but he's the one I think will need to bowl well for them just because he's got that extra pace and bounce. And then um, with that inconsistencies in the pitch, you know, if you don't have time to react when it's faster bowling, as we saw from Pat Cummins. Um, besides that, I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a lot in that Pakistan attack. There's not, but I think they that what there is is a dry wicket out there, having had a look at it this morning, and it's probably drier than you expect after one day's play, and there's a good crack there on that bear patch that you know yeah. Pat Cummins was hitting when he was banging it in. But I'd expect Pakistan to get some reverse swing. And and if they do that, then that'll bring someone like Hassan Ali into the game because he's very skillful when it starts to swing and tail. Whilst he doesn't have the air speed of a, a Shaheen Afridi, he's accurate and he will attack the stumps. So that's the one thing that they'll probably try and get. And 
and having Sajid Khan, obviously not a highly experienced spinner, but at least they've got a front-line spinner, and we saw some spin from Lyon yesterday. So oh, they've definitely. got someone that can actually increase their tempo because that's something that's been lacking this series so far. Four quicks just going through all afternoon, not breaking it up with changes of pace, and, and that's something. They've got a little bit more balance to it. It's just whether... I think Australia will attack Sajid Khan, though, because he's... Um, He's found it tough so far when he has played against Australia recently in Pakistan. Some terrific twists in yesterday's play that only Test cricket allows for. So Australia all over Pakistan early uh, in good conditions, four wickets before lunch. The Rizwan fight back was the classic keeper's innings and the sheer defiance of the of the 10th wicket stand, which is just so rare in these parts. An 86-wicket stand, which raised all sorts of questions around Australia's tactics. So just to break it down piece by piece, Pat Cummins, so third consecutive innings, five wicket haul, and the plaudits are about as high as they could possibly be. Yeah, I mean, he's um, part of a quartet that are four of our greatest bowlers of all time um, in, in test match cricket. But in these last two test matches, he's looked clearly better than the rest. Probably Hazelwood second. Um, and even when he had the ball to the to the uh, last wicket partnership, he looked really threatening. And then Big Josh come on, and we know how good a bowler Big Josh is. And Jamal just dispatched him twice over the fence for six. He, he just didn't have the pace and hostility of Cummins. Uh, he said he hasn't bowled better than the last test match. Um, Jeezy's set a high standard for a long time. Um, and I think it's got that nice little balance where he's more comfortable with his captaincy. So it's making him double the player. I think tactically he's been brilliant. We'll talk about what they did in the last week um, later on. Um, but, you know, he'll, he'll get measured even higher, won't he? You know, I've got him with Dennis Silly and Glenn McGrath. They're the three or best fast bowlers I've seen for Australia. But then you chuck in the captaincy. You know, he's got to be rated higher because of that. Well, his brilliance with the ball is making him even better as a captain because whenever Australia needed a wicket, particularly in Melbourne, and it happened a bit in that second innings where Pakistan were looking good, he'd just bring himself on. And there was that one instance where Stark bowled two overs in a spell. wasn't great, not much happening. He came straight back on and then it was bang, bang, bang. And it completely changed that, that test match. And it was the same here yesterday. He was clearly head and shoulders above the rest of the attack. And that's saying something because they're all class acts. And as you say, Flemo, they're all going to go down as some of our greatest bowlers of all time in test cricket. And they're all top 10 bowlers, which is saying something already. But I think there's been a lot said about the tactics, but you can understand why Australia went down that path because it worked in Melbourne. Jamal looked terrible against the short ball. He was ducking his head, looked like he was going to get hit every time. And then yesterday it worked again for Stark and Cummins. The problem was this SCG wicket is very even paced. It's a lot slower. And the tactics were fine for those two, but the tactics weren't right for Josh Hazelwood. He's not as as comfortable banging the ball in shorter because he doesn't quite have the same sort of pace or hostility that the other two do. And he paid the price. So you can understand why they did it. And they had the field out, they had the field set fine, that was all fine, and they probably expected Jamal to just hit one up in the air. The problem was they didn't adapt quick enough when it wasn't going to plan. So maybe after 20 minutes of it not working, that's when they had to go back to another plan and go, right, this isn't working. Do they do that, though? I, I just don't feel like there's, there's any adjustment. Adaptability. It's got no, no, this is the plan. It worked in... It works most times. 
but my problem is when it's not working, when, when's that moment you go, no, 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 we need to change this up now? Because, I, you know, halfway through, I, I just feel like well, once Cummins didn't have the ball, that, that was the big one. Once Cummins didn't have the ball for the rest of the bowlers, why didn't they just go to traditional tactics? Mm. Yeah, and ring field. Jamal wasn't banging them back over their head for runs. So if he's not scoring, Tallenders want to score. Yep. Um, and, and, and then you bring in the, you're bringing in all modes of dismissal. With the bouncer, you're not getting a bowl. You're not getting an LB. You're not getting a vertical nick. You know, you're leaving it down to the Tallender taking it on or, or, um, or you know, blocking it to, to bat pad, aren't you? Yeah. That's it. it. Yeah. So and this has been something in the makeup, hasn't it? Is it was Headingley? It was the yep. third test where Australia let England off the hook, or England got off the hook while Australia was employing those tactics. But England did it to us at Edgebaston yeah. and paid. Yeah, just did not. Ch- it was insanely bad. So both England and Australia will back these tactics every day of the week. So there's something in the atal- in the analytics that commits teams to it. Yeah. And then you, you ignore the reality as it's playing out. And, and in a way, that's the tussle of modern sport is there's this wedding to analyst, analytics instead of the feel of the game. And I think white ball lends itself. I mean, you coach a lot more in white ball cricket, Caddo. It lends itself. It's more predictable. You, you can't bowl more than two bounces. You know, you can't, you know, you've only got these certain 50 overs to bat or 20 overs to bat. You know, there's a lot more set plays, particularly the shorter the game. Test cricket, we love it because it's unpredictable. Um, we saw that yesterday. So you can't, I, I don't think set plays work as much in test match cricket because um, everything can change. It can change over to over. It can change ball by ball. You notice something a batsman does on this particular pitch and your plans as a bowler can totally change. Yeah, and the batsmen don't have the time pressure because they got it's open-ended. Those two yesterday knew exactly how they had to play because they... They could bat as long as they wanted. They could have batted into this morning. That's the difference with the, you know, the shorter yep. formats. That the batsmen are under time pressure to get to a target or set a target, whereas in Test cricket, that's not there. So the bowlers, the onus is on the bowler to come up with something special to get them out, particularly when the batsmen apply themselves. And that's exactly what Hamza and Jamal did Hamza yesterday. Did so well. They applied themselves beautifully. And I think what we spoke about in Melbourne, Pakistan would have rued those drop catches and the sundries. You just wonder whether Australia end up ruining that partnership at the back end of this test match, particularly if they don't get a massive first inning score. I mean, when I say massive, they probably need to get 450 plus yep. to really put this test to bed. If they don't and only get, you know, 370 or 380 or 400, Pakistan will feel like there's still a chance to get back into it if the wicket still keeps playing well on day three and four. One more tick to Pakistan too is um, Masood as captain. Um, Yes, he hasn't gone on to get a big score, but he's been handy. You know, he's talked about he wants an attack to get 20 wickets, but he also wants to score, score quicker with the bat. And even yesterday when they were in trouble, they, they were still going three and a half and over throughout the day. I remember when I saw uh, six for 180. I reckon a lot of teams against us would have been 120. Um, so good on for Pakistan. Uh, I know there were some iffy shots there in some of them, but at least they looked to score. You know, that was a good total after a day one pitch against a strong Australian tack. So Rizwan's innings was jaunty, and then Jamal went through those phases, highly suspect against the short ball, survival mode, found singles. But then his free hitting 
when he and he really took to Lyon. So a, a fellow who a big part of his evolution is coming to play the the Premier Cricket here in Sydney, yeah. where evidently he comes across Pat Cummins in a final. So there's some great intertwined history, and and he's made an impression with the ball, and now it's such a such an innings with the bat. And that's the beauty of playing cricket. It doesn't matter what level it is, whether it's club cricket, first class cricket, whatever, county cricket. Any experience you get with bat and ball is in the memory bank, and particularly in these conditions. Yes, it was in Sydney club cricket, but the fact is he's been here. He would have probably been to the SCG in the past when he was living in Sydney, and he would have been watching cricket in the country and seeing how our guys play. All that experience is in the memory bank, and then he's gotten his opportunity. You can tell he's hungry for it because he's grabbed it straight away because he's been on this journey where he hasn't just been gifted an opportunity to play at this level. He's had to do it the hard way, and it just highlights how good it is when a player has come through all that experience, gets his opportunity, and nails it. And he could be a very good all-round player for Pakistan in the years to come. He's still only 27, so he's, he's young. No, he needs to take so much confidence out of this. You know, he, he, he could be a, a fantastic player in all forms too for Pakistan. Um, I just love his passion and his comments. He cannot believe I'm walking out the SCG for a test match. And we've been talking about, you know, test match uh, cricket's in real trouble. Um, maybe it's the players that, that make it survive because they just go, the, just their passion um, to play five-day cricket for their country. Because that's the other thing, isn't it? We're talking about um, that franchise cricket's going to take on. You know, for me, you know, I've got less interest in cricket if, if we're following franchise cricket. You know, I like the Melbourne Stars. That's who I support. But I love watching Australian play test cricket. There's a big difference. Damien Fleming and Simon Kadich, our experts for in-place living, creating homes for people to create memories. Uh, so, Simon, you've been out and had a close look at the pitch for Rainbird, leader in irrigation for more than 90 years. What did you see on morning two? Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as dry as it wow. is. So I was surprised to see there's a good crack on that bare patch that they were hitting you know, on the short balls yesterday, bowling from the Paddington end. And it looks different when you look at it from the Randwick end at the far end of the ground, but it's drier and there's some good footmarks already That's after one say. day. So you can imagine, and that's expected because I think Australia, the, the big boys, when they're pounding through, they churn it up. So another decent day of weather here today and, and a fair bit of traffic, it's going to start to look, you know, come day three, it, we saw some tricks being played yesterday, particularly with the variations in pace and bounce. And a little bit of spin for Nathan Lyon. Yeah, this could really sort of dry out and, and take a lot more turn quicker than sort of is expected here. Yeah, good. Good deterioration in the pitch. Um, spinners are going to get turned out of the out of the rough. Um, but it does bode well for reverse swing. It should. The kookaburra is going to get, you know, deteriorate quickly if you look after it. So that brings another element that... Um, we don't see a lot in, in Australian conditions because our pitches are generally well grassed. So, as I said um, yesterday morning, I, I'd love the SCG to get back to being more a, a good batting pitch, better batting pitch than that probably you know, day one and two, but then it takes spin and, and the fast bowlers get reverse swing. So you've got to get your runs in the first innings. Correct. Light cloud overhead. There is a, a chance of rain in the late afternoon, but heading for a top of 28. So just for the game state, 313 gives Pakistan a foothold. So the batting here is absolutely vital for Australia to, 
to amass a decent lead on what you're describing. Yeah, you, you need to, and Flem's 100% right, here at the SCG, whether you bat first or, or bat second, your first innings is crucial. You cannot leave anything to chance in the second innings because you just don't know what the state of the game will be or how the wicket's going to be in a couple of days' time, particularly if it stays, you know, decent forecast. So I think Australia have got to get, and they will aim for 400-plus. I think they'll bat, try and bat Pakistan out of this test match. But Pakistan have got to believe that if they can make sure that the lead isn't much more than 100, they'll feel like they're still in the test match because batting third, the wicket sh- should still be OK because it's the one thing the batsmen have got in their favour here is it's slower. So yep. you've got time. The only thing is, as we saw yesterday, there was a little bit there with the new ball. So if it does deteriorate and dry out and there's a few cracks, then the new ball can be a tricky period for 20 or 30 overs. But once that ball gets softer, it's a feather bed. Great conditions for swing bowling this morning. But we saw for Mitchell Stark, I think he got three degrees swing in the first over. By his fifth, that was halved. And by his second spell, that was halved again. So Hamza needs to get the new ball and, and he needs to make inroads, I, I would say, in his first three overs. Now, pre-matches for Spitwater Tools, not toys, working hard since 1982. So, shall we stray to what happened in South Africa at Cape Town? South Africa bowled out for 55, 23.2 overs, and yet that isn't the headline. (laughs) India got to four for 153, and then the first time we've ever seen it in Test cricket, six for none. All out 153, and South Africa's three for 62 at stumps, 23, over, uh, 23 wickets in a day's play. Uh, that's an exhausting day to commentate. <laughs> um, I heard Ravi Shasti was... Co- what did he, how <laughs> yes. did he describe it? <laughs> I wouldn't be brave enough to repeat it. To be quite <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> you look that up for yourself. I just looked at Mitch. Mitch's <laughs> eyes are bulging. I don't think he wants us to touch that. But um, Wow. None. 11 balls. But Six as you said, it's not um, the story that... South Africa got bowled out for 50-odd. Um, so how'd that happen? I haven't had an opportunity to look at the um, dismissals. Siraj, in a great Siraj was on fire. He got 6 yeah. for 15 off Siraj, 9 overs. But not the 6 for none. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that was a combination of their quicks. All their quicks got 3 each. Um, Rabada and Nagidi and, and Berger. So, and it's Dean Elgar's last test. So he's batted... In twice. his last test, twice in the day, and it was Tristan Stubbs' debut. So talk about a tough debut. He's batting at four, and he's been knocked over twice on debut in the same day as well. And don't be confused. This is not the South African team. That's the C team. Yes. This is actually the test the that A-graders. they had their main team. <laughs> I, like, oh, that's, you could go through the history of test cricket. There's nothing like Exhaust. it. Imagine commentating <laughs> that. You'd feel like you'd had a five-day test in one. Um well, if India go on to win it, it makes it one all in the series. Um, I'm assuming they're playing at least three tests. <laughs> no, this is the problem. Mm. We're just at two. SA 20 starts. That's why. Yeah. Oh, my. What are they doing? Worst enemy. Yeah. What are they doing? One yeah. all. And a third, te- the decider. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, so this, this is horrible. We're going to yeah. ponder that question of what are we doing in Test cricket shortly. So, yeah, any amount of Test cricket to, to work through today and ponder. Pakistan, 313. Australia, none for six. Damian Fleming and Simon Kadich get us underway. Nick Hockley, the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, is about to join us. This is SEN Test cricket for Hijaz Halal Financial Services.